Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Hello, you two. Tis old Grey Whiskers pestering you again. Right you are. Here we go, then. Now, if your listeners don't like them, their advertisements, things what keeps coming up on your chats on this newfangled sort of wireless program, all they got to do is pay for it themselves. A couple of quid a show will keep our Lucy and our Royfield out of them their food banks, what we hear so much about nowadays. <laughs> so go to that their Patreon, what sounds like a load of colonials all getting uppity, but it ain't. And they'll take your cash to pay for all that their technology thingamajigs. Just think about it. A couple of quid for an hour or so of chat and chuck it to yourself. Tis cheaper than going to the picture palace anyway. <laughs> realize now yeah i'm sorry i'm not very good at that kind of interpretive <laughs> music stuff i need you know i need something i can hum to you can't <laughs> clap along with that can you <laughs> you old fart i, know, I must I admit i when i heard that i was <laughs> utterly flawed because matthew um who did that uh matt yeah. stone he knows. I think we've spoken before on the Twitters, or at least I've said on Twitter, that um, that piece of music, the original to that, Can You Feel It by Mr. Fingers, is one of my favourite all-time pieces of music. So it's like 1987. It's on Trax Records. I was at college. I just started to DJ. 
and it just transports me back to then. But it's just so deep. It's so mellow. It's just so beautiful. So we talked about this on on Twitter and it's just like disposable thought, right? You just threw it out there. It's gone. And then I get this in the inbox. (laughs) (laughs) It's Mr. Fingers. I'm like, oh, Royfield, I've done you this. I'm like, well, it's Mr. Fingers. And then he's done a dumpty dum on top. Holy shit. (laughs) Lucy, I'm standing up and doing one of these. (laughs) You are so talented, sir. And thank you, thank you, thank you for mashing together two of my most favourite things because this is Dumbly Dum, the show about the reality docudrama that's centred on Ambridge in the heart of the Midlands. I am the aspirational fruit juicer that is Royfield Brown. And with me, I have the dazzled farmhand that is... Lucy Freeman. And the last part of Ambridge's newest married couples, folks, is you. Now, this week's Dumby Dum was from R. Matthew Stone. This man has got so much talent. <laughs> I just thought, please keep doing that. I want to hear interpretive versions of Firestarter with the Ambridge <laughs> theme tune. Or, you know, Abba's Waterloo to Dumby Dum. Just bring it on. Bring it on, Mr. Stone, uh, because, you know, you, you, your, your calling and your talent is to do this in life. But, Lucy, yeah. um, whilst Mr. Stone is putting this stuff together, maybe another dum-de-dummer uh, wants to get in and do a dum-de-dum. And if they do, how can that be done? Um, if you would like to sing us a dumpty dum or leave us a plot prediction, then call us on 0203-0313-105 or leave us a message on Speakpipe. Thank you to Cosmo for his podcast roundups and for doing the Dumpty Dogs. Shambridge for her brilliant voices, Mike Hatton for his character counts. And to Derek for Learning the Back Bedroom. Uh, Derek would like to share his um, experience. We don't often do sort of political messages on this show, but um, this was a a, a plea from uh, Derek. Uh, He said um, he's a big fan of Jacob Rees-Mogg. And he says, uh, yeah, he says um, Jacob Rees-Mogg's been criticized for switching to a soft Brexit. Um, Derek says he frequently has the same problem and a quick rummage (laughs) in Auntie Cardboard's undercracker drawer gets him back to a hard Brexit in no time. So... (laughs) I don't want to think about Auntie Cole Carbos on the cracker drawer. I really don't. Or Jacob Rees Mogg. Either of them, really. That would completely knacker my Brexit, I'm telling you. I saw her on the cracker drawer. Oh, folks, on this week's episode, we hear views from Philippa, Jojo, Elizabeth, Dusty, Wendy, and Fiona, and possibly Claire dependent on whether we think we heard from Claire last week. Not quite sure. Uh, big shout out goes out to my Claire, um, uh, Lucy, just before mm. we get on with the show here, because mm. I did say this to uh, to Kerry Davis, to the dear. Right. So first off, if you imagine like the Bible, first yes. off, in the beginning, there was the archers yeah. and the archers did begat dum-de-dum and <laughs> dum-de-dum did begat Matt Corner. Matt Corner's going yes. from strength to strength. Is know. it? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so we just put out the third episode uh, yesterday. And uh, Millie Hart, who was a Matt Corner refusenik, uh, a definitely a hard exiteer, did not want it on Dumpty Dum. She's went a rather nice little uh, tweet. I was going to quickly read it out. This Millie Hart came in all of 20 minutes ago. What a bloody brilliant Matt Corner podcast today. Royfield and Claire, really interesting, got me through the ironing. The interview with Mr. Matt Porn was inspiring and the postcard was beautifully done. Gosh, you clever people, thank you. Thank you, Millie Hart. 
So Aww. anyway, yeah. So we, we so we do have a child. Other than uh, our Andy in Denmark, it's actually Map Corner. We did begat it. I think it's beget, isn't it? Begat is the past participle. Oh, to stop getting fucking clever Sorry. with me. I don't know what Sorry. we're talking about. Oh, I went to university. You know, I... <laughs> so did you, you pillock? No, I didn't. I got booted out and it was oh. like, yeah. Well, you and went it to it until school. they realised. It was art then... school. Oh. Art school. Yes. Mm. Past participle, me ass. God, no wonder people want a Brexit. You know, you're one of those liberal elitists, aren't you? Bet you live in London. Yeah, there you go, you do. <laughs> I don't live in Essex, so... <laughs> right, folks, um, enough of this joshing around because, as always, we've got one million calls. So it's time for our Lucy and a week in Ambridge. Uh, this week was brought to you by the phrase, What's the matter, Helen? Jill had a makeover courtesy of Ruth. I don't mean by Ruth. Ruth's idea of grooming is picking the biggest bits out of her teeth. This was bought for her by Ruth and delivered by Natasha. It wasn't much, uh, but she had a new eyeshadow palette and her lemon drizzle lifted. Also, Natasha made her wear a scarf that made her eyes pop. She said, don't talk about that, please. It's glandular, said Jill. David and Ruth had bought the scarf back from holiday. Jill worried it was too bright and it must have been as no one noticed it had a present from Malaga in Comic Sans on the back. Lily and Russ had the unpleasant task of clearing the shite out from under Freddy's bed. They found a copy of Fifty Shades of Grey, and then Russ unearthed something else. It looks quite old. Is it something from Nigel's collection? Yes, it's a copy of Razzle, said Lily briskly. (laughs) Poor old Dapper Leonard is beginning to realise what he's getting himself into. He watched dumbfounded as they put a live lamb in the oven. No, it's not that weird, Leonard. Just ignore the weasel in the frying pan. Over at Bridge Farm, Henry roundhoused Johnny in the nuts. Our testicles, brilliant! (laughs) Rather than... (laughs) Rather than telling him off, (laughs) Helen took the unusual step of fabricating an entire story that the whole of karate class was off, that karate had been made illegal, and if he did it, your knees fell off. She then backtracked and said she'd misread an email. Poor old Henry. If he isn't batshit already, Helen's behaviour will certainly make him so. Uh, Kenton had an unusual week, it's fair to say. He spent an hour crouching under the bar, hiding from his brother, and then another hour trying to persuade his niece's boyfriend to dress up like a rabbit. It's no wonder, then, that Jolene has jumped at the chance of touring with some country in Western Lothario. It's a national tour, I think. Uh, She's very big in the Quantocks, Jolene. Um, (laughs) Lily has got a job selling kitchens. After initial resistance, Russ has realised that it'll do her good to get out of the house and it'll give him more of a chance to get into Elizabeth's pants. Psyche, I mean. Um, David is quietly having a breakdown. He announced that me and my finger are going shopping and no one batted an eyelid. He also never has any idea at the moment who is in his house. He spends the whole time going, ah! every time the door opens. We also learned more than we want to know about Natasha, who I have gone right off again. I unbent a little when she was nice to Tony, but I have a horrible feeling that Natasha is aspirational. Mm. As far as I can see, the word aspirational is responsible for most of the unpleasant people in the world and Instagram. She described her (laughs) and Tom... Oh, you're informed this week. Well done. (laughs) She described her and Tom as a dynamic couple unironically. They went to her friend's house. All Natasha's friends have shortened names, which is another very bad sign. 
Yes, let's go and have bruschetta with Dom and Tori and Fee and Matt, she said. We can sit on their white sofas and drink gin with bits in it and look like a J. Crew advert. It's amazing you don't know them, really. Natasha, no one in Ambridge knows anyone else. Their only contact with the outside world is with people from another tribe when they come to play cricket and then they drive them off with sticks and potted meat sandwiches. So Natasha and Tom went to see one of those houses that's on grand designs. You know, everything is all shiny and empty. All the walls are glass. There's funny coloured lights and they have to live in a caravan in their own drive for 18 months while Kevin MacLeod floats about saying, oh, the build has gone £445,000 over budget. And then they get divorced. As always, Tom caved in immediately and has agreed to sell a kidney so they can rent this open plan monstrosity. (laughs) In other news, Natasha doesn't like anyone coming in through the back door. I hope that didn't emerge during the honeymoon. (laughs) Especially as Tom had had a bottle and a half of champagne, apparently. Interestingly, Uh, though, Jill insists on Leonard coming in through the back door. No accounting for taste. Maybe Leonard's special gentleman likes it. Who knows? The end. Oh, well done. That was a triumph this week. Um, Like the back door gags are like the little, you know, the crack about Instagram. You're on it. You're on the zeitgeist, aren't you? Well done. (laughs) She's awful, though, isn't she? Unbearable, Natasha. Mm. You know, when she's describing Mm. herself as a brand and, you know, this is if this is how we're going to represent us, you actually have to have some you have to have some track record. You actually have to have done something before you become a brand. You don't just have the brand and then become it afterwards. Stupid cow. Mm. Lucy, you Mm. are you have lived in like 2019 haven't you yeah i'm just being transported like tardis like into this year it the loads of people do that they go right here's a flashy logo or here's an image bang i'm a thing yes, i know i know they do it it doesn't mean that it works though well it's worked for many many a brand many a brand you know yeah, but not just where come you out live. of nowhere you don't you know She's the type of person that will end up with a feature in, in you know, Borsetshire Life talking about her perfect business and then it will go bust within a, like a month later. That's what happens. Mm. Well, I, I quite like her as a character. I'm loving her. And I like the fact that we have an idea what's going on. And if you've listened to this week's Archers, uh, you know, your suspicions have been proved right. But I like her. I like her as a character. I think she's awesome. I like her. I can't work out if she's malicious and, you know, sort of devious and thick. She, I don't think De- she Devious is. and annoying or just annoying? No, I don't think she's particularly uh, devious. Uh, blithely uh, blind to stuff is, is more like it. Right. Uh, but okay. I like her. Like it, like it, like it. And I think Tom's had his first doubt. But I'm moving on till next week, right. so I really shouldn't really Bloody talk hell, about they've only been that. married a week. Mm-hmm. Yes. God. Yeah. Right. So um, just whilst it's like in me notes, mm. and there is a note. You know what? I'm going to forget about that because I was going to mention something which somebody does actually talk about. Um, okay. on, on one of the calls. So not going to bother with that. I'm still uh, rocking out to Mr. Fingers, Larry Hurd's um, Can You Feel It? I still like echoing in, in the back of my mind. I tell you what I'm going to do at the end of the show, Lucy. I'm mm. going to put gonna put like a Mr. Fingers mega mix right at the end. 
Get okay. all the get all the dumby dumbers getting down to late eighties deep house Chicago okay. track style. Anyway, I'm blathering on. I'm talking loads. I really shouldn't. I should do this instead. Hello, I'm Bridge three nine six two. Right, first is our Fifi. Hello, this is O one six one Fifi. I'm a first-time caller-inner, new to Dumpty Dum, and reconnected with the Archers during a random listen whilst Rob deleted Helen's mobile phone footage of him cheating at cricket. I had no idea about the current storyline at the time. I just couldn't believe that someone could cheat at cricket in the Archers. (laughs) And so my re-addiction began. I was at book group last Friday. Not one of us had read a book. There were various complaints. It's 50 pages long. It's got tiny writing. It's a book. I have the answer. We ditch books and listen to the archers and dumpty dum and drink to that instead. Hashtag <laughs> book groups are so 2018. I'm a bit confused as to when dumpty dum is released. I think somewhere it says that you're a weekly podcast released on Mondays. But in the three months since <laughs> I discovered you, I've never seen you pop up in my podcast feed on a Monday. Sometimes you don't appear in the week at all. I quite like the randomness of this, but in our our otherwise timetabled world. But it's hard to feed my addiction this way. I listened to last week's episode, and what struck me most was £15. Lily's taxi from Lower Loxley to the Bull. Please can you publish the map of Ambridge with the taxi fares? Love the podcast. Please can we have a Dumpty Dum catch-up in Didsbury? Thank you. Hmm. Uh, who's who's going to get it in the neck for the uh, randomness of when Dumpty Dums actually get published, Lucy? I I I can smell blame, and it's you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I, because I believe in collective. No, actually, it's quite o- quite often it's it's me because something happens with family stuff that I have to deal with, so I obviously can't do it on a Monday. For example, I cannot do it next Monday. Wherever you wrote, wherever you saw, sorry, um, Fifi, that it was Monday, we should really change that to Tuesday. Mm. I think if anything, it's more likely to come out on a Tuesday. And then there is the odd occasional Wednesday. And there has been the odd occasional slippage to a Thursday. And it doesn't help that I am in a different time zone. So if something does slightly slip, then it's another day again. So um, I think... Lucy and I take cabinet responsibility in, yep. in this regard. Um, shit happens, basically. But you get your dum-de-dum. But I don't know about this, oh, I've gone a week and not seen a dum-de-dum. When's that ever happened? When? I don't know. No, I don't think it has. I don't think it no. has either. No. no. I think we've definitely put out the odd one on a Thursday, and I think it's even slipped to a Friday once, but we've always got one out in a week. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. I like the idea of having an archers group, not a book group, though. Yeah. My that friend's m- given up calling her book group, book group. She now calls it wine club. <laughs> the talk of the book is now minimal in the extreme. It's like the first time it's like, did anyone read it? No, I didn't have time. Have you seen the bodyguard? <laughs> and they, just, <laughs> yes. they just talk about whatever they've been watching and drink a lot. That's yeah, it. it's, it's uh, Netflix <laughs> and wine instead. <laughs> All right. So uh, from our Phoebe, it's now our Dusty. Hello, it's Dusty Substances here, the wrong sort of listener. Um, Just reflecting on Lucy's comments about 
Pip needing to get proper paid professional childcare for that poor benighted baby. Um, it occurred <laughs> to me that when Ruth and David were bringing up their three delightful children, they actually did the same thing. They passed them from pillar to post. Mm. Even on one occasion, the children went to play with a family who was staying in the holiday cottages. That was how <laughs> up, um, up to speed they were on their childcare. So um, this, this is how Pip thinks you do it. So you can't really blame yeah. her on that level because her role models were shite, to be honest. Yeah. Anyway, that little conjecture <laughs> for the week. Uh, speak to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you for that, Dusty, and thank you for giving us a historical perspective. I'd forgotten that. I actually I remember that, though. I remember them going to play with the college, people in the holiday cottages. Mm. They don't really mention them so much anymore, do they, the holiday cottages? They get no. a tiny little mention every now and then, but yes, as a yeah. proper 90s thing uh, on yeah. the old archers. Uh, right, so we're rattling through this. This is awesome. We're only 19 minutes in, and we're on our third caller in, and this one is Elizabeth. Hello, um, um, I'm a second time caller in um, although the first time wasn't very memorable, um, so I may say that I'm a first time caller in um, <laughs> I am a Vicky Tucker because the first episode I ever listened to properly um, was when Vicky got married to Mike and I haven't really missed one since I don't think um, and I was about 15 or 16 at the time. Um, I really love the show and I just wanted to call in to comment on... Um, the novel Fifty Shades of Grey being found in Freddy's room. Mm. That is total bullshit. It's, he's a teenager mm. and he's dealing drugs, so surely he can mm. access internet pornography, which is much better than um, extremely badly written fiction <laughs> aimed at middle-aged women. Um, that's pretty much all I had to say, really. Um, please keep going, because I love the show um, and I look forward to listening to it every week. Bye! Bye. Thank that, you, Elizabeth. That completely clanged wrong for me as well. I'm glad you said that. I must admit, it did smell funny to me. But then again, mm. maybe that was just underneath Freddie's bed. Yeah, but, exactly. <laughs> but, but, Luce, um, mm. what was your first encounter with porn or erotica that you can remember? Um, babysitting for somebody and finding a, reading a copy of Fanny Hill on their bookshelf and Ooh. thinking, goodness, this is a bit... Ooh. mine was I I must have told you this story before did I tell you about the English teacher at school no because I get mixed up because I know am I going to have to alert social services about this because it's not sounding good so far I think statutes and limitations have passed okay right but there's two things right Uh, my mother and father uh, and uh, mum won't be listening to this so she she won't be embarrassed um they obviously, when I was a little kid, um, you know, were it embraced the world of, of physical cu- coupling. And one of my first ever memories was if you went into the Ottoman, dad would say, son, go into the Ottoman and go and get me my blah, 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 whatever. And I had to like, and he had all these papers yeah, and this metal like tin and whatever. And it was like the passport, all the important stuff. You have to go in there and get it. I'll be like five or six. And there's this there was this book with these drawings in it. And they were all Indian. <laughs> and at the ah. time, and at the time, I didn't quite understand it, but I knew enough to not to ever say, What yeah. is this? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Why have you got 
got a book full of naked ladies in your ottoman. <laughs> yeah, but I just and it was I remember um, being about fourteen, and I don't know what lesson we'd done at school, or just whatever. And the Karma Sutra came up, and I went, "That's what it was." <laughs> <laughs> I could, you know, this thing would always be in the back of my little five-year-old yeah. brain about the Indian yeah. drawings and whatever. Yeah. And yeah. Anyway, so that's that. But he, wow. he, here is the more, much more uh, juicy story. Mm. Um, right. So it's not my first experience with, with, with porn because by this time, I absolutely knew what porn was. About 15 and presumably we, there were woods near your house and if you ever wanted to find porn in the 70s you just went to woods yeah and there would be a burnt out shed full of <laughs> copies of fiesta always well uh which one of those magazines you'll know this because you're in publishing which one of those magazines had the section readers wives i think that was fiesta i don't know though yeah i i think so too i don't think it was razzle fiesta was like was like you know the every man's um jizz mag wasn't it <laughs> what? i just realized how funny what a funny name fiesta and razzle <laughs> yeah uh, anyway so went to school one day and michael harris uh, not the, Michael Harris. Yeah, Harris. that Michael Harris. You live just by the boar's head, just just uh, off yeah. the college road. Oh, you him. know that yeah. Michael him Harris. Him with the right. Anorak. Yep. Right. Him, him with the significant part of the story. The older brother. Right. Oh. The brother yes. was about three years older. Right. Running into the playground. It's Mrs. <laughs> Cole. Oh my what? God! <gasps> no, Lucy, not in Reader's yes. Wives. Yes. 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 <gasps> right. And like everybody was like, bullshit. And then he shows it and it says, um, I, I think it was like Sarah C, as in Cole, West Midlands. It was the English teacher in Does the Does she send the photo in herself? Well, I presume it was her husband or a, or a partner because it was Reader's Wives. I presume. I don't know, Lucy. But we're looking at this going, oh, my God, it's our, it's our English teacher. It oh was our English teacher. And Lordy. Anyway, so that was like when we got to school. This thing is being passed around and everybody's going, oh my God, it's our English teacher. At uh first break, Deputy Head mar- marches out. Harris, come here, boy. Like this. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got any more copies of that? We're running low in the stuff room. <laughs> Michael Harris goes up and he says, Give me what's in your bag. And he's like, I don't know what you mean, sir. He just pulls him by his ear. All right. Yeah. Takes the magazine off him and then says to him, if any word of this gets out, you'll be expelled. This did not happen. That was the end of that. So that was what, 1985. Could you imagine if that went down now? (gasps) Yeah. But that was it. Lordy. Yeah. Incident done. Yeah. Harry's come here, pinched the ear, say anything, you're expelled. Uh, and she and she kept her job. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> Ring I, in. I've changed the name of the English teacher just, uh, just for what it's worth. You know, this is 30 years yes. hence. But like, yes. yes, her name was not Cole. But uh, yes. Wow. Mm. 
drama. Not a couple of years ago, we went to Amsterdam yeah. and um, uh, William was with us and we were running late for the train and um, uh, we decided to take a shortcut, which inevitably led us through one of the, you know, narrow alleyways in uh, Amsterdam, which are much frequented by tourists in football shirts so off we went and we're roaring down there Tilly's just trundling along trying to get you know sort of look at where she's going and William suddenly appeared at spin he went mum 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 there's a lady she's got her top she doesn't realize her curtains are open mum she's got her top off and she doesn't realize that I said don't worry and he went oh all right okay I went oh there's another one there's another one mummy there's another one oh but I said yep just keep looking ahead and then he said, that one's on her phone. She's so not bothered. She's on her phone in the window with her boobs out. And I said, oop. And I said, honestly, William, don't worry. Keep going. So, um, and then and then we go past another one. He said, oh, this is too much. This is too much. I'm getting, this is, uh, this is embarrassing. Let's just stop in here for a minute, he says, and shoot sideways into a shop that says magic mushrooms over the top. And you're like, William, come out! <laughs> so we sort of ushered him onto the train, but he sat looking a bit like Father Dougal off Father Ted for a while, just trying to... Um, so then we had an enormous and very entertaining chat about prostitution all the way home. <laughs> anyway, yes. So that's his first experience of uh, pornography. Ladies who'd forgotten to put their vests on. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and we're not bothered. <laughs> and we're, no, she doesn't realise her curtains are open, so it's fine. Thankfully, her curtains weren't open. She had her knickers on, but you know, <laughs> mm. <sighs> not ideal. <laughs> um, last week we mm. said I said that we're actually five years old. Didn't yes, I? and yeah. I I can't remember if this next caller was actually on episode one in terms of a caller being a caller in or a, I kind of think she was if she wasn't episode one it definitely was episode two it's our Jojo and her sexy heels hi there dumpty dummers it's Jojo sexy heels here haven't been in touch recently had a few health issues and ended oh, up dear. being about three weeks behind listening to the archers four weeks behind listening to dumpty dum and all the wonderful comments that came into mind were out of date Anyway, back to uh, currently, I'm living in Spain at the moment and enjoying the lovely weather and have caught up with Dumpty Dum and the Archers. And I felt I ought to call in to say I think that Nasha is just a younger, more up-to-date version of Pat. She's mm. Welsh, she's innovative, mm. you know, Mm. There was there was no chance of Bridge Farm ever going organic if it hadn't been for Pat and her new ideas. And, you know, I think Tom's just got an Oedipus complex. Um, and make of that what you will. The other thing that came to mind this week um, was relating to Leonard's painting skills. He's clearly <laughs> done a painting by numbers. He's not artistic <laughs> in any way, shape or form. And... I had a quick look online and there are plenty of kits that you can buy as an adult and paint a picture of a lovely country scene. And I'm sure that's what he's done. I know on the Twitters, people have said he's bought it in a car boot sale and maybe it belongs to a, a, a discarded painting that maybe Russ has done. That would be a lovely twist in the tale. <laughs> but um, I'm just I'm just quite liking uh, the whole Tom and 
and Nasha storyline. And I think she's going to be great for the Archers and long may she reign. So uh, speak to you all again, uh, probably a bit sooner than the last six months. Okay, bye bye, everyone. Thank you for that, Jojo. I concur that, uh, as I said before, I actually do love uh, Natasha. I think she's great. If nothing else, because um, she's just very different from the other Mm. women on the show. You know, she is she's a bit makeup and well, not a bit big time makeup and makeovers. Um, and, And that and she's a really good counterpoint. And yeah, she does inhabit a world of instagram though she doesn't exactly say she hasn't exactly said that but with your monologue yeah she's completely that type of aspirational world where everything's a little bit kind of glitzy and stuff and yeah yeah, loving it loving it loving it so far i'm loving it like that so uh, i think i think mm -hmm. jojo i thought exactly the same thing but and i think that as pat was absolutely a product of her time she was a feminist. She was uh, the epitome of 70s woman. She hasn't really moved on. She still is the epitome of 70s womanhood. Mm. Um, I think, I agree. I think uh, Natasha's the epitome of, sadly, 2019 young womanhood. And she's fallen victim to uh, trends that, you know, aren't massively. Talking of that, has anyone noticed that Helen's not eating again? Oh. A couple of times people have said, Oh, she's hardly eaten anything. Pat said she's hardly eaten anything. She's saying, Oh, no, 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 I can't I can't manage anything. I'm not hungry. I'm not da, 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 da. and I thought, oh God, here we go again. Well spotted. I hadn't noticed that at all. Mm-hmm. Well done, Freeman. It's and she's clean she's going back to her compulsive thing. She's cleaning and cleaning and cleaning, and Pat said that's already that's already yes, clean, Helen. You I, have to stop. I did notice that. Mm. Oh, gold. No. Oh, um, uh, Jennifer Corley has emailed about that. She said, I have sworn off Twitter for Lent, so I'm cheating by sending my comments to you. <laughs> oh, Jennifer, we are telling God on you. Anyway, Helen is driving me absolutely crackers. Did anyone else cop that she sends a taxi to, to collect Terry from Henry from who's Terry? Henry from Karate. Uh, she's seriously not able to collect Henry from Karate once a week with two crowd. But I think that's because she's trying to avoid Lee, actually. But anyway. Then telling Henry Karate's cancelled rather than telling him kicking Cousin Johnny in the knackers is wrong. So cowardly and such bad parenting. Pat also seemed to think it was not Helen's responsibility to teach her son physical boundaries, saying, couldn't you get Lee to have a word? How about Helen tells a little shit where to get off? Then Helen was incredibly selfish, asking Kirsty to clean the dairy and listen to her whine on Kirsty's day off, totally ignoring Kirsty's trauma over the wedding, and I thought she was absolutely horrible to Lee. I get she's damaged, but she almost sounded like Rob when she had a go at Lee. She really needs to get herself down Lizzie's therapist and take control of her story. Otherwise, she's going about damaging other people as well as continuing to suffer from Rob. Not on, Helen. More than time to stop being a victim. Put your big girl pants on, get proper help and take real responsibility for your life. I don't see why Tom has to accommodate her and the boys. Can't Helen build a bungalow on the farm too and live an independent grown-up life? It's about time she did, in my opinion. Mm. Tough love there from Jennifer Corley. Yeah, I, I think some of that love is a little bit too tough, if I'm being fair, Jennifer. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe in tough love, but, you know. Uh, we talked about this in regards of mental health a few weeks ago. Um, but when, when you're in something, you, you're in it. And it, it isn't just um, situational. You know, it's kind of brain chemistry gets 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 altered, and then in mm. situations like that, what you need is a bit of an intervention. Now, the problem is, is that 
people don't realise that she's descending, the person that probably does is actually Emma. You know, mm. Emma's got more of a handle yeah. on it because she she has an understanding of the relationship with Lee um, and and she knows that that relationship has come to an abrupt end, whereas Pat is somewhat just grasping at what, what the hell has kind of gone on. So really, this is when you need your loved ones around you to take you to one side and say, I or we are going to do this um, against uh, what you think is you know what you think is for your own good because you are not being yourself uh but they haven't spotted the signs yet and i know everybody slags off the bridge farm archers and says they're rubbish i don't think they're as rubbish as, as people make out they're just um the way that they're portrayed is a regular set of people but they have these lofty high um ambitions and ideals to do with ethical farming which kind of slightly grates with us because they're always talking about um, changing their business plans and stuff. But actually, as, as a group of people, you know, Pat is like a regular mum who loves her kids and ditto Tony, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but they just haven't realised yet. So it isn't just a case of Helen pulling up a big girl pants. Mm. Um, she's gone through a terrible trauma in the last like, five years. Um, she's got a checkered past with um, emotional relationships anyway, you know, as, as I keep on re, re, you know referring to people you know a previous partner went and topped himself you know so you know she's got some some shit to deal with however she needs people around her to actually say helen uh, you you need help you know so so don't don't be so harsh don't be so harsh mm. yes there you go that told you jennifer <laughs> right now uh shall we move on from that rather yes. good email yes. and how's about yes. we have a little bit of philippa hello it's philippa here from shropshire hope everybody's well just a very quick I'm well, thank prediction you. from me Ooh, good. with robin fairbrother pushing to have rosie baptized promptly i wonder if he's not long for this world uh, which could mean that a large sum of money comes over to rex and toby and will mm. toby invest the money in uh, an account for rosie or instead, might he spend the money on other things? Uh, anyway, just a thought. Take care. Thanks for everything. Bye. Bye. Uh, Luce, help me other with Other things, this. I think. Yes. No, I disagree. Uh, first off, um, why does the fact that uh, Fairbrother Senior wants his granddaughter to be christened, why does that mean he's going to toddle off? Well, because it's a sort of a, if you know that you're dying, I think you kind of have a sort of a tying up the loose ends type thing. Okay, all right, give you that. So that thought did not cross my mind. But the way that they are portraying Toby is somebody who absolutely does love his daughter. He might be still a little mm. bit feckless, etc. But actually, there, how, think about it. How many scenes have there been with Toby um, just casually playing with, with Rosie? Yeah, but can't you hear, can't you hear the dialogue of Toby saying... But if I invest this money in the gin, I'll actually have a business to hand on to her. That's a fair point. All right, scratch what I just said, right? <laughs> that oh, fucker cannot a... be trusted <laughs> with money. <laughs> beep, 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 reversing again. Um, uh, Catherine has some plot predictions too that she emailed in. All right. 
Elizabeth's tent flaps will open for Russ. Lily will get together with Rex. Mm. Tom will end up bankrupt and he and Natasha will end up in Meadow Rise. Ha ha ha. Leonard will persuade Jill that Grace is a lovely name for a baby. Lee will learn how to use Google. <laughs> Recognize that Helen Titchener, as she was at the trial, is the same person as Helen Archer and all will end well. Ed and Emma will get their house after Ed displays seldom seen perspicacity and runs a mile from his new mate. You heard it here first. I like all of those. Uh, Catherine, particularly uh, Tom and Natasha in Meadow Rise, that, with all their aspirations in a box. That would, that would be uh, that would be quite funny. Now that last uh, email is from Alison. Yeah. No, Catherine. Catherine, that's what I meant. It's not what I said. It's what I meant. All right. Uh, I'm going to potentially apologise. Well, not potentially. I'm going to actually apologise to people who have sent in plot predictions and emails to Dumby Dum in the last two years and they've not been read out because lucy i discovered whilst doing a little bit of online oh, no. email spring cleaning yes in my spam oh god was that how many email was that one? Oh, yeah so you know if you don't do anything with your spam after it deletes yeah, after 30 days exactly right Ooh. so i looked in my spam last week somebody said they'd emailed me something and i went and i that was it i interviewed the guy from map porn talking to him online so the guy who's on the latest edition of map corner great new podcast from Royfield brown and claire asprey um he said i've emailed you something and i went no you haven't and i looked at me inbox up and down and i went let me just have a look in my spam and there it was in my spam and he, Alongside 750 emails from irritated dumpty well, dum people saying, why don't you read out my email? Next to an email from a dumpty dummer. Uh, now, I understand the reason why the map porn one went in there. And he said, Royfield, occupational hazard. This happens all the time. Mm. It goes straight into, it goes into, into your spam. Um, but why the dumpty dum ones from the website go in, I don't know. Because they don't always go in. So mm, yeah, 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 yeah. So oh well, you just need to check it then, I guess. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check it. So if you sent in an email and it's been really good, funny, insightful, or just devastatingly on the money in the last couple of years, and you've gone, why don't those bleeders ever read it out? It's because it's gone into my spam, and then it's just been deleted after thirty days. So sorry, so sorry. Huh. Uh, so we've done spam. Can I do another email quickly? Oh, goodness, we've got lots this week. Go on, then. We have. Kate Nichols. It's about the Order of John Archer. Can you please remind Dan John that he is Dan John the Ninth, not the Seventh? Um, <laughs> the Order of John Archer. My dad died two years ago last week, so my claim for his John the Seventh is very precious to me. Mm. Uh, so uh, I needed to contact you about it to clear the air. Oh. Best wishes for everything. Uh, la, 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 Kate Nichols. So, Dan John, you are Dan John the Ninth, not the Seventh, because Kate's dad is John the Seventh. Mm. I think we need to bring that order back because I actually quite like that order. I need, Do you? Yeah, yeah. I like it when we have our little conventions and little slight, you know, in, inward jokes and stuff. And also, I really like John Archer. I loved him as a character. Yeah. I got, I think we were kind of were we the same age i think it was a little bit younger than me but he was kind of somewhat of a contemporary so mm. him coming to you know doing his thing and coming into maturity doing the farm you know kind of uh sat well with me so to speak whenever i was listening to doing the archers, kylie mostly <laughs> true that 
<clears throat> from when I was listening to the Archers, there always was a John Archer, you know, and and it was. And I remember you talking about the shock when you heard, wasn't it? Somebody yeah. had to call you and say, "John Archer." I was died. outside the National Theatre, and I said, "Died." What tractor? And my friend was going, "What? What's the matter? Do you need me to drive you home?" Because she thought it was a family member. And I went, "John Archer's died." She said, "Oh, for God's sake!" And stomped <laughs> off down the south bank. <laughs> it was a proper shock. It was absolutely yeah. a proper shock. Yeah. And wasn't done on, you know, the first of January or December twenty fifth, where like no, uh, they just slipped it in. Uh, exactly. Oh, oh, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> We, 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 Spring has sprung as it's back on Fiesta and Razzle. <laughs> <laughs> you are clearly. <laughs> yes, I can't. Yes, there's little bunny bunny rabbits running hither and dither, hither and zither, sorry, um, outside my window. Zither? Whatever. Zither. Whatever. Good God, zither. woman. I tell you, <laughs> there was such a display put on by the turkeys um, three days ago walking up the road. It was truly truly beautiful considering and i have said this before they're such ugly creatures the head i know i know of a turkey good god right well there's an old african saying if you've got a terrible voice learn to dance and you know that's that's kind of if they you know they look terrible so you know they have to compensate in other ways don't they by being really tasty yeah. <laughs> no, by being good dancers. <laughs> well, well, my my lawn mm. looks like looks like ten minutes to one on a Saturday night at Ritzy at the moment. The amount of rogering that's going on. Really? Mm. Yes. Good heavens! Right, I tell you what. Uh, let's talk about this off mic whilst I press the okay. button on our Leslie Greaves. Hiya, Leslie Greaves here. Special diet one on the Twitters. Um, if we're going in for awards, I'd like to nominate Pat as the Crap Mum of the Year award. <laughs> yeah. She is absolutely useless. She thinks she's such a good mother, but she's got no idea about mm. having whatsoever. And all this passive-aggressive stuff with Tom and the bungalow and everything is really getting yeah. on my wick. She is so annoying. At least Kate is more obvious, but I put Kate second. Yeah. The other thing is, what's happened this week? We've got the Feminine Week. We've had... Tampax Les, period, sewing machines, crochet, kitchen <laughs> bitch, makeup, fashion. What on earth going on? We've had a wonderful women's week. Keep going, you two. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye. Bye bye. Hmm. I hadn't thought about that. That's true. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, but, and yes, we know that men can do crocheting and sewing and blah, 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 blah as well. Yes. Mm. Um, uh, oh, yes, a quick one more email from Valerie Bayliss, uh, who very quickly wants to hurtle back to the depression discussion. Uh, I have noticed that many comments on Facebook have attributed Lizzie's depression to stress. There are two types of depression, reactive, which is caused by a catastrophic incident, but also indigenous, which has no cause but just happens. I think it's really important that people are aware that this happens. No cause, nothing to blame, just a descending black cloud. It is no more the fault of the individual than, say, a migraine. I just wanted everyone to be clear that it can land on anyone at any time. Mm. Here, here, Valerie. Absolutely right. Yes. No, true. Uh, and thank you for that, Valerie. Uh, yes. And also to hurtle back to Pat again for a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she's absolutely right. Kate may be a terrible mother, but um, Kate at, at least um, 
Phoebe had the benefit of Roy and Haley growing up. Pat and Pat and Tony have have parented Helen and Tom, and they're both idiots. Hello, Lucy and Royfield. Um, my name's Wendy. I'm in West London. I'm a fairly new convert to the Archers, um, and I'm really, really enjoying it. And I love listening to your podcast. Um, I'm ringing Aww. up because I've this morning I've just listened to uh, Sunday night's edition of the Archers, and I can't believe they put a lamb in the warming oven of the Arga. <laughs> um, now I am a city girl. I'm a council estate girl and I don't think anybody even had a warming oven, let alone see a little baby lamb being put in one. So I thought it was quite amusing and did make me chuckle, especially with the uh, salt and pepper jokes that everyone kept going through, but never mind. Um, I'm also um, ringing up because I have a theory. I don't know what Leonard's up to, but there's something not right about him. Um, <laughs> he's either trying to palm off... Uh, sort of himself as some sort of passing himself off as some sort of gentleman um, mm. and I'm wondering if there's some hidden um, meaning to everything that he's doing he's got some sort of hidden agenda I don't really trust him uh, and I'm worried about Jill because she seems like really quite sweet um, and I'm wondering whether or not uh, he's in some dodgy cahoots with uh Tim, let's get you a van in two seconds, and Natasha, let's yeah. get married in three seconds. Um, so yeah, but um, yeah, don't trust Leonard at all. Wondering what's going to happen with that particular storyline. Okay, thanks for a fantastic podcasts, and I really, really enjoy listening to them. Bye, Luce. Bye. What do you reckon the yeah. chances are that Wendy was actually born in West London? <laughs> <laughs> I think she was probably your English teacher, oh. wasn't she? <laughs> That is exactly where I was going to go with this guy. I'm sure she went to Great Bar Comp in the mid-80s, just like I did. I've never heard a more full-on brummy in all my podcasting dum-de-dum days than you, Wendy. I'll catch you down the ball ring. I have to say, though, Wendy, you you have, although you are a recent convert... You have absolutely the archer's mentality, which is don't trust anyone at all if they're new. We don't like them. They're different. We hate them. <laughs> they're obviously up to no good. It's very good. Mm. And um, it, the, the lamb thing, I have, I have seen that done. Um, and yes, they do do that. Put them in. And something that I find particularly odd as well. If a you has triplets and one dies... Mm-hmm. Uh, no, hang on. If, is that right? If, basically, if they want to, oh no, that's right. If a you has twins and one dies and another has triplets, they will take, they will get the dead lamb, take its, um, its sort of, uh, coat off, its fur off Mm -hmm. and put it, its skin off and put it over the, a different lamb. What? And then, and then the mother will take it as her own because it smells like her. Ah. So then, because uh, they ideally they should have twins. It's not great for them to have three because there's not enough milk. Goodness. So yeah. So if one dies, and they get they sort of they get an adopted lamb, and then you get some lambs that aren't. Uh, uh, that are often, you know, no, that, because the you, if the you thinks it's not her lamb, she'll try, she'll kick it 
and they can kick them to death sometimes. So it's very brutal lambing. And they're called cade lambs. So they're the ones that you have to bottle feed. Good heavens. Yes. Mm. You know what? I've always wondered what your role was on this podcast. All right. Yeah, that's it. Knowing about skinning lambs. Well, just the rural stuff. You're awesome. Thank you, Lucy. You know we're going to get phone calls now from people going, no, you don't do it like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just waiting for that. <laughs> ah, um, but my friend, my friend Jill mm-hmm. uh, looked after some Cade lambs and she didn't know what to do. Uh, she didn't have anywhere to keep them. So she put them in the children's Wendy house. So these lambs lived in the Wendy house and um, she fed them out of wine bottles with the teat on the top. Because uh, you could put a lot of formula milk in there. They drink like anything. They just, they guzzle and guzzle and guzzle. Mm. And um, so she'd go in there with three wine bottles full of formula milk with um, uh, stoppers in. She's a farmer's daughter. And she would she'd go and feed all these lambs. And her friend arrived to take her out for dinner to see Jill clambering out of the window of the window, Wendy house holding three wine bottles. <laughs> and just thought she had some sort of problem that she probably needed to share. Because <laughs> her friend didn't know that they were full of lambs. Anyway. But it's very sweet, these lambs sitting in a little Wendy house with, with ornate wooden carved windows. Quite cute. Mm. What a lovely picture to, some, uh, to, like, to have in your mind, because I tell you what, that, the image you painted beforehand, Lucy, of, <laughs> you know, a gutted, skinned, skinned lamb. Yeah. Like, oh, mm. good heavens. Anyway, uh, now, now we're not sure, listeners, if Claire was on last week's Dum De Dum, if she was, you got her twice. Hey, Dum Dum, it's Claire from Clapham here. It's only Wednesday, but I'm not really ringing out this week's arches. I'm mainly ringing about last week's Dum Dum. So um, I just wanted to agree with um, what was said about Kate. I think she will do some growing up under Peggy's roof. And the test of that will be, and here's my plot prediction, that uh, Peggy will die at some point. Um, Helen will inherit the house and want to move in. And how Kate manages that forced move might be evidence of the fact that she may have grown since this last time. Mm. Uh, So we'll see what happens there. Uh, On the subject of which cast members are most attractive, I agree. I don't find Tom attractive at all. I don't really understand the um, women that beat a path to his door. But um, I think that Rex and Toby are supposed to be probably quite good looking um, in a kind of posh yes. rugby boys way. And yeah. uh, I imagine Jazza has a roguish charm, although I'm not sure he washes all that much, so I'm not sure how attractive he is <laughs> in real life. Uh, Will and Roy, very average looking in my view. But, you know, that's not what they're offering in terms of their charms, I guess, if they, you can say that either of them have charms. Uh, and finally, I just wanted to say I very much enjoyed the musical interlude uh, when um, uh, Lucy went to let Basil out. but So uh, can we have a random musical interlude every week <laughs> where Lucy has to do a job in the house or a chore or open a door or something? <laughs> um, I particularly enjoyed this week's, mu- this week's music, which reminded me of uh, Happy Times at the Twinwoods Festival, which is the uh, vintage festival up the road from my house where me and my dad go and enjoy ourselves every uh, bank holiday weekend in August. Uh, keep up the good work. Aww. Speak to you soon. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> well, I very nearly had to go and stop the pond from overfilling, so there you go. But I have averted that disaster, so no music this week. Well done, 
you. We've had a lot of emails this week, haven't we? Mm. Well, I suppose because I've fished half of them out at my spam folder. Yeah. A mm. uh, lot of emails, quite a few calls. Um, is there anything particularly important that we haven't touched on in terms of last week's archers? You know, there was David mm. and Kenton. You know, David's still chasing Kenton for about the I cash. love the way that they the, the amount of times they use the word mate is in inverse proportion to how cross they are with each other. <laughs> that is very true. But I've noticed that a lot with men. Mm. Yes. There's a lot of bros over here as well. I think bro serves in the same yeah. way because it's not yeah. meant in a bro-y type of way because that, that word yeah. kind of lost its cachet. Yeah. If you call someone a bro, yeah. it's because actually you're pissed with them. Yeah. Mm. Well spotted there, Lucy. Oh, you've gone native, pissed off with them. Sorry? You said pissed with them. Did I? Which in English, yes, which in English means that you're drunk with them. Oh, my God. Pissed off with them is what we say. You know what? Please keep me on the straight and narrow with this because I'm forever. As if I'm not going to. (laughs) (laughs) Have you met me? Uh, so, can I give you my mirror headline because it's a cracker? Why don't we? Why don't we do the show in the normal, regular order? I like. I've oh, noticed right. what you're doing with this whole mirror thing. First off, it was an. I'm after moving it thought. further and further you up are, the show. Aren't you I? are, and some <laughs> and one of us has to be cognizant of that and rail against it and say no. Everything <laughs> in its place, Freeman. Everything in its place. So right now, oh, you're so boring. <laughs> right now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do this. It's time for an advertisement break. Camp coffee moment. Uh, why don't you go and have a whiz, uh, have a sip of water, walk the dog, come back in approximately, well, you can't walk the dog in three minutes. That'd be terrible if you only walked your dog for three minutes. I, 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 don't <laughs> listen to it. If you're that type of person, we don't want you listening to Dumpty Dum. Walk your dog for at least 20 minutes, half an hour. Give it a good, good airing. God, some people, Lucy. Can you imagine only walking your dog for two minutes? Um, no, I do an hour at least. least. Mm. Every mm. day? Yeah. Twice a day? No. Mm. Once a day and then he has a lead walk later on. A lead walk? Yeah, on the lead. Oh, yes. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Right. Hmm. You're, you're, I know all these Basil now. Seven. Isn't he about, well, so he hasn't got much longer than has he? They live till they're about 12. Don't say that. No, sorry. As soon as the thought formed in my head and then came out of my mouth, I thought, that's not really striking the right tone. I quite like Basil, considering I've never actually met him. You know, I, no. I hear him bark on dumby-dums and on walkie-talkies. And, and uh, I, I feel pretty close to Basil, really, considering I've never met him. <laughs> You're quite similar, really. What, we're both black? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Here come the ads. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, Dumpty Dum. It's Yoko Bear here calling with the social media roundup for the week. And we had something this week. We had a people's poll. You know I love a people's poll. And this one came about because I saw some talk on the Twitters about Jolene's voice, about whether it was any good. You know, the singing, the country and western. Um, So we did a poll. I asked, Jolene singing, voice of an angel or foghorn? Probably rather unkindly, but hey, we did it. Well, the results are in. 88% of people voted foghorn. I'm really sorry, Jolene. Oh um, <laughs> yes, I hope the tour goes well, though. Hmm. We also t- talked about uh, a bit about Russ as well, um, though we try not to talk too much about Russ, but he was in it quite a bit this week, wasn't he? So, and we asked a question tonight, Lily. Um, this was Monday night. Lily asked Russ, "What are you really angry about?" And so we asked you, "What do you think he's really angry about?" And the first person I have to mention, and I'm not going to go through the whole comment because it is quite long, but it is genius. Pete Ranson, what a a poet you are. Um, He said, ah, such a lovely romantic story. Young love, star-crossed lovers from different sides of town. And then he wrote the song lyrics. I've got no skills. They're multiplying. And I'm losing control. I had some power. Now you're denying it's dissatisfying, and so on. It's really worth going having a look at it. The whole thing is marvellous. <laughs> Bridget Allen um, said something that a lot of people think is going to happen when she said, I think Russ and Elizabeth will start an affair while, while Lily is at her work in a new job. He yep. certainly seems to be very persuasive of her. A lot of people are thinking this. There's something there, isn't there? I think it's, you know, for, for Russ, it's all about the money, isn't it? He's a bit of a gold digger. Mind you, Melissa Williams said, I'd be cross too if I was Russ. He needed a hazmat outfit, not a bunny costume for cleaning out Freddy's room. Putting two and two together of the contents under um, the bed, his bed. Dirty socks and Fifty Shades of Grey. Ooh. Yeah, I was thinking that as well. You know, you don't want to be going home under a teenager's bed, do you? Teenage boy's bed. My jet sounds a bit wrong, doesn't it? Um, you know what I mean? You don't want to be cleaning that out because Lord knows what they've got under there. How many tissues? Hmm. However, Benjamin Hugh Mackay, I thought this really interesting post. He said, I am sure Russ is angry because he knows Freddie is going to drop him in the proverbial. Freddie will come straight into the kitchen, hopefully in tall boots and riding gear, and say, 
There, there we are, Mum. I went to prison for him because he knew about the drugs and did nothing to help me. Yes, Freddy coming back is going to be interesting for the whole Russ thing. I await with bated breath. Later in the week, though, um, there was that bit where, you know, obviously Russ went to the thingy. I can't remember what it was. Was it an art thing? A wine thing? Um, <laughs> anyway, yes, went somewhere with... Um, Lizzie, because Lily couldn't Cafe go. Opening. And I wondered, because they seem to be getting quite on on quite well, have people's, over the week, did people's opinion of Russ soften in any way? Um, Peter Mabbots, um said, no, 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 no. Fecla Scrounger, who was willing to take advantage of a schoolgirl and seemingly now has his eyes on vulnerable Elizabeth. Um, Mark o- A. Oxley just said, <laughs> he's a knob. <laughs> And Blanche Dupig said, also, erg. I don't know whose enunciation I find more irritating, Pip or Russ. Both of them make me want to throw things. But it wasn't all negativity because um, Janice Marie Winch said, well, I'm sorry, but I quite like him now. I did hate him, but he seems like a pretty decent guy. Um, So I am shallow and naive. No, 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 Janice, you're not shallow and naive. Um... Yeah, yeah, it's okay to like him. Go against the grain, that's what I say. Um, But yeah, not a lot of other people like him at the moment. One of our most popular posts this week was actually posted by Catherine Shorrock. Um, She said, I was pondering the other day whilst at work, does anyone have a tenuous um, claim to fame connection to the Archers? And she said, "Uh, the mother of the actor who plays Alice once offered me a horse. Anyone else? Well, Melissa Williams, again, um, told a wonderful story about um, um, meeting Tim um, Bendnick. And Tim actually weighed in on this because he he follows our Facebook page as well. He was on there as well. um, So, you know, huge friend of the show. Um, But Melissa's story was really great. Again, it's quite a long one. So just, you know, go over there and have a look at it. Um, Penelope Matheson said, I met Felicity Finch at a breastfeeding conference. She was there because it was considered that the archers had given bad advice refeeding, which they had, and were seeking to make amends. Karen Smith said, I shop in the same Sainsbury's as Pat and once saw Ian looking at jeans in fat face on a Sunday. I like the fact that you specified <laughs> it was on a Sunday. Um, yeah, it's the Sabbath, isn't it? Maybe you shouldn't have been looking at jeans in fat face. But Ben Johnson said, I am Sabrina Thwaites' body double for all her saucy scenes. Really, Ben? That's brilliant. <laughs> Hold on a second. Are you lying, Ben? And finally, we talked about whether it was right that Robin should interfere with this whole christening business. And I hope this means Robin's coming back, because I really enjoyed Robin. He was twisting the moustache, evil villain, evil, brilliant. And it's Anthony Head as well, so, you know, great actor. So please, more Robin. I just love the, I just love the way he caused a little bit of chaos for the, uh, the fair brethren. So we asked, you know, should should um, Rosie be christened? Um, Barb Danielson said, of course she should be christened. How else would you find out the middle name? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I do wonder whether that's why this is being set up. Um, 
I'm Emma Louise Woodhouse. Uh, wanted to get something off her chest, and do you know what? That's what we're here for as well, Emma. She said, "I've got to be in my bonnet about christenings at the moment. Robin has no right to interfere, and they should." shouldn't christen Rosie unless they are practicing Christians, which there is no evidence of. It really annoys me when non-churchgoers rock up with four-plus godparents so they can have a super cool party. It's a solemn rite, not an excuse for a big to-do. And breathe, just to get that off my chest. Really glad we could help there, and you got that off your chest, Emma. But yeah, you're absolutely <laughs> right. I think it is a little bit hypocritical if you're not a Christian to have christening. Jane Evans, was Smith, said, I'm not convinced it wasn't engineered by Toby. Yeah, um, but, but what, I, what I thought was is actually, I think Toby knew. I think Toby knew and didn't say anything. I think he had a phone call from his dad, said, get the baby christened. Toby said no, and then um, Robin contacted Alan Direct. That's what I think happened. Anyway, the consensus was no. John Kelston Merritt said no. Sarah Litt said no and no. Monica Strawson said no. And Paul Green said nope. So I think we got consensus. No to the christening. Anyway, that's Social Media Roundup for the week. It's been fun. So uh, I will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Just, just very quickly. I hmm. disagree about the christening thing. And... When I had Noah christened, I wasn't a Christian then. Or at least I, I, I didn't profess to be one outwardly. But I knew that it was really important for my father and also for my grandmother that Noah was christened. And I wasn't, I'm not anti-Christianity, but also what it served as doing wrapped up in a Christian rite was the celebration of a new life and a new life coming into a family, into our family, and it to be marked. The fact that it was actually done in a church, I said, this is important, as I said, for my parents, for my, specifically my father and my, and my grandmother, but I wanted to mark the fact that I had a child, I had a son, I brought a new life into the Brown family. That, for me, was what it was all about. So I take completely uh, on board that for some Christians that this is a, a very solemn rite and mm. you should sign up to um, all the bits and pieces to do with it and that your godparents that you choose are church members, etc. But if I just slightly rub away that veneer of the Christianity you know to say to to four adults if something happens to me will you keep an eye on this on this life until it can look after its own that's got nothing to do mm. with Christianity that's just to do with humanity you know, for a family, but then you could have a you can have a naming ceremony where that happens. You don't no, have true, to have true. a godparent. But, but 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 also there is a legacy issue in my family of my grandmother being a committed Christian and also uh, yeah. my, my father. So I chose very knowingly to have my son christened in a Methodist church because it would mean the world to my mother and to to, to my father and my grandmother, and you know and and you know and it, it was to honour them. You know, and it was um, a, yeah. a, fa a family right 
in in that respect. So yeah. I hear what you're saying, and but but for me, um, whether it's you know whether it was in a Christian country, whether it's a Christian rite or an Islamic one, or maybe a, a Buddhist one, for me matters not that much. But it's about the symbolism of the wider community accepting this new life into it and looking out for it. Hmm. Hmm. Mirror headlines. Oh, that's mirror. <laughs> <laughs> I know we play this thing for it's gags. A nice, it's a nice sentiment, regardless of whether or not you believe in in God, isn't it? Anyway. Um... Ready? Mm-hmm. Are you braced for this? I am. <clears throat> a furious gran, 76, forced to sit on chair after waiting two months for new sofa. <laughs> this isn't even scraping the bottom of the barrel, is it? This is like they've gone through the barrel and they're like digging through the foundations. Unbelievable. Anyway, yeah, there you go. That was this week's mirror headline. Wow. wow Uh, now we've done the mirror headlines Uh, shall we have some tweets yes Sally Ronaldson I've just read a tweet that says people dislike characters in the archers who remind them of themselves and I just wanted to say how much I've always liked and respected Shula (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Mel Parker ooh Russ is inserting himself into the family oh dear Um, the Optopian the irony that Kate, the owner of Spiritual Home, is incredibly unspiritual and completely homeless. <laughs> um, Andrew Langstone. Russ should work at the stables. He is very good at grooming. And tweet of the week, Bob Hawkins. Why not tie a welcome home Freddy banner from the roof of Lower Loxley oh, and get it. Russ to take it down <laughs> later? <laughs> I'm, I know we, we did kind of uh, mention this before and obviously listeners have said that it seems like things are pointing in this direction, but I really hope that we're not going to have a Russ and Elizabeth thing. We know that she's uh, emotionally vulnerable at the moment. She realises, at least she believes that um, Russ is being some level of support for the family but specifically for her but like no come on they can't do that can they lucy i think he'll make a pass at her and elizabeth will come to her senses and say get lost and then she'll tell lily and then that'll be the end of us i got a sneaky feeling it's going to be the other way around because the way that this is set up the way that this is set up at the moment it'd be much more interesting if it's the other way around the way that this is being set up at the moment russ does have some level of empathy to do with Elizabeth and her predicament, her illness. He does. And he's been playing it with a very straight bat. There is no hint of him actually wanting to spend time um, with Elizabeth. You know, the going to the party was very clearly, it was Elizabeth was was going to it. Um, Lily wasn't there. 
uh, Russ was a collateral damage in terms of, well, why don't you want to come and, and she gets a lift, etc. And And there's been like the walks and stuff. It's not Russ saying, I will go and have a walk with you, Elizabeth. It's been her saying, oh, well, Russ was here. So I asked Russ to, you know, X and Y and Z. So the way that it's been set up is that he is just doing stuff. You know, he's just being helpful, etc. And considering that we we have an insight into the way that he is with Lily, there there, there is no side with, with him and Elizabeth. So I think it'd be much more interesting. No, for... I know, 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 I know. Tell me. If I was writing it, mm. I would do Lily starts to have a big success at the kitchen selling place. He gets jealous and feels left out. He's no longer, she's no longer sort of worshipping him. She's now seeing him with feet of clay. And uh, he then, because he's like he is, he then has to go and find someone else that thinks he's wonderful. So he'll start hitting on Elizabeth. He'll feel rejected by Lily. And move on to Elizabeth. There was a line last week when... Elizabeth said, oh, it's really good that Lily's with people of her own age. Oh, uh, I didn't mean it like that. Mm. Yeah. Mm. There's no two ways about it. Lily's going to be successful selling these kitchens because anything she decides to turn her hand to, apart from studying in Manchester, is a success. She's she's competent, yeah. she's organised, she's outgoing, etc. Um, so that will happen. But it'd be much better if do you remember when Alistair had that very well it was um Dan remember Dan's girlfriend that came on to Alistair uh yes it was yeah 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 that's kind of what we need here but that was a Radio 4 extra thing wasn't it was it yeah it wasn't on the real one Mm. only on the pretend one but it, it it was commented on uh, uh, in passing on on the real archers. Okay, but I I used to kind of quite like apart from the bonkers Russian mafia storyline, which was just bonkers <laughs> and Russian, and it was the mafia. They got no business being in the archers, even if it's archers extra. Uh, apart from that, which I still listen to every episode, I just thought that was just craziness beyond beyond belief. Um, but so we do have form, and as it but it's good if the person who we view as the antagonist as the villain actually isn't as villainous as we think and and actually shows and actually say and, and actually pushes back because elizabeth is obviously emotionally vulnerable right now and mm. and you can you could clearly construct this uh in terms of the the dynamic the the dramatic narrative sorry that she reaches out for some level of affection. Yeah. Anyway, folks. Dumdydum.com. Go there. It's got stuff. Uh, people are buying stuff on the shop and uh, I thank you and I salute you. Uh, we sold some stuff to somebody in all the way in New Zealand um, the other day, Lucy. Um, people, the planet really? over are getting mugs, T-shirts, wow. whatever. Yeah. Um, just so you know how it works, folks, uh, this is obviously a third party service. Um, so 
it is right and proper that if you don't get your things in a timely manner that you do email me but don't think that i'm sat here with a, with a in a room full of t-shirts <laughs> and mugs you know labeling boxes <laughs> sellotape it sellotape in your mouth yeah kind of reading. you know it, do, it doesn't it doesn't quite work like that um it is a third party service so if you do you know if you are waiting around you know for two to three weeks for something please do send me an email and i and i do go and look this stuff up but you know d- don't say royfield can you just send me that thing right now please because i've been waiting longer because i ain't got it you know so dumdydum.com go there it's got a shop it's got awesome things uh you can be part of the community if you're new to dumdydum why don't you go on to our chronology page which uh, quite simply is on the home page is uh, there's a lovely handsome lady over on the right hand side and it says know your Ar- archers vintage click on that and you can clearly see uh the years that the archers has been around and you can see which characters came and went so you can say aha i am a jack woolly because i started listening to it in 1979 or, or whatever all right, so uh, go to dumptydum.com, be part of our wonderful community. Um, what else? I, I've run out of uh, things things to think about here, Lucy. I uh, can't think. Well, we've finished, haven't we? No. I don't think you need to Patreon. think about anything else. Come on. Oh, yes. Oh, sorry. Yes, and if you want to sponsor us on Patreon, it's only $2 a week and it makes us very happy. So do that. Cool. Mm. And remember to get in contact with us. You can send us a voice message via SpeakPipe on the website or call us on 020-303-13105 to leave us a message via a phone. As somebody did this week, Leslie Greaves, she called up on the number this week. So we thank you for making that uh for using that facility and we thank you to vitel because we ne- we hardly ever thank them this has been going on for five years so this company vitel who do phone services have uh happily given given us this facility and uh we as i said we don't thank you enough so vitel thank you uh for being a great supporter of dumpty dum on uh, the social specifically twitter you can find yokel bear who's at dumpty dum lucy is at Lucy V. Freeman. <laughs> and I can be found at Royfield. And and also, uh, of course, there is Facebook. And uh, you can go on there and type in Dumpty Dum. And you can join in with all the Millie Bell, with a spoon and Yoga Bear goings on there. Uh, that's just about me. I can't think of anything else to say other than um, I'm going to serenade you at the very end of this show, listener, with... Um, one of my favourite pieces of music ever, which is Mr. Fingers, Can You Feel It? So at the start of the show, you heard uh, Matt Stone's fantastic uh, rendition of the Mr. Fingers Deep House classic with a dum-de-dum melody on top, but you're going to get the original. Uh, Lucy, is there anything you would like to say before we completely switch off the lights, pull out the plug on this podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No. Thank you very much for listening. Have a lovely week, whichever day you're hearing this. But we we are putting this out this week, aren't we? Yeah. We're not going to wait until next week. No. Like we're accused of. No. (laughs) Right, good. Goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. Well done, you.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.